On this week's podcast, we'll consider the very latest RV news. There's a bunch of news hitting just now, especially in the smaller RV market, so let's get started. First up, traditional forms of travel have recovered significantly in recent months. TSA checkpoint numbers are showing air travel has recovered consistently to about 75 to 80% of 2019 levels. We're not looking at 2020 numbers since 2020 was such an anomaly given the pandemic. Over the last four-week period of September 15th to October 12th, 2019 versus 2021, 65.2 million people traveled by air in 2019 versus 49.7 million in 2021. So 2021 is just a hair over 76% of 2019 volume. This is down from about 80% in midsummer, yet up significantly since mid-spring where it was sitting at about 60%. The rate of growth has slowed recently, and it is very possible that this 75 to 80% of 2019 levels may be the new norm for the foreseeable future. My take is that there has been a structural change to air travel especially in the high-margin business travel sector. Most companies have cut back significantly on business travel and conference attendance, and it may never revert to pre-pandemic levels. At the same time, virtual conferences and meetings have taken root as the primary way to interact for business, even for sales endeavors. Ways to work remotely have also increased with better mobile bandwidth choices and lower costs. Likely, we're seeing a seismic shift and how business is run due to the pandemic, which will likely affect air travel volumes going forward. Some have speculated, including myself in the past, that the boom in RV sales is in some way linked to people substituting RV travel for air travel. At this point, my take is that RV travel is becoming a serious option as a lifestyle for many people who have realized that life and work can be done remotely. With the increased quality, consistency, and availability of remote internet connectivity, options are opening for the average professional to work remotely. In RV market news, new and used RVs for sale on RV Trader have grown consistently through the summer and early fall. The used RV market has rebounded significantly of late, with the last eight weeks having over 40,000 used RVs for sale. This compares to the low 30,000 range for the first half of the year. Unlike the number of new RVs for sale, which can include RVs in transit or already spoken for, used RV numbers tell the real story of how the overall market is moving. Used RVs for sale have increased by nearly 20% from mid-July to mid-October 2021. This says that more people are either leaving the RV experience altogether or are opting for an RV upgrade. Either way, the trend is toward more stock and availability. This doesn't necessarily mean lower prices, as new RV prices are still on the rise given back orders and shortages of parts and labor. What it does seem to mean is that more RV owners are being enticed to sell given higher prices in the secondary market and given the end of camping season. Also this week, new RVs for sale have reached more than 130,000 for the first time since March of this year. The 132,501 new units for sale on RVTrader.com as of October 13, 2021 is the second highest number for the year and may foretell a rebound in production. As a reference, there were just under 93,000 new RVs for sale a year ago. 
it seems that we may be seeing the first signs of a rebound in new inventories. However, looking at high-end Airstreams, one of the nation's largest dealers, Colonial Airstream in Millstone, New Jersey, shows 285 Airstream RVs in their new inventory as of October 13, 2021. Yet only six or 2% are on premises and available for immediate sale. A large number, 248 or 87% are inbound to the dealer. With many of these, 169 are already spoken for. My take is that it seems too early to say that new RVs are becoming more readily available given continued shortages in labor and supplies. If new RVs are scarce, then prices will remain high and few discounts will be offered. This then impacts the secondary market and likely means the prices for used RVs will remain at historically high levels for the foreseeable future. In many ways, the competition for used RVs are discounted new RVs. So if the latter is scarce, the former will enjoy a run of elevated prices. As a quick reminder, we have several free resources on JohnMarucci.com to help you with various tasks as an RV owner. Probably the most downloaded is our free RV winterization checklist. This RV winterization checklist follows our RV winterization basics video and will give you a paper checklist to have with you when you winterize your RV. All resources are free to download and use. Just visit JohnMarucci.com and click the resources page and the docs and downloads area for more information. There's plenty of news in the smaller travel trailer market as RPOD has just recently introduced the brand new RPOD 153 model. The new smaller trailer has a rear entry door and is built on the wider 7.5 foot RPOD platform. The new model has no slide out and includes a large folding bed that folds out over the dinette when deployed. They're calling it a Murphy bed, but it really looks like a simple fold-out mattress. While the entry door is in the rear of the cabin, the small awning is not over the door, but on the campsite side of the trailer. So don't forget and leave your shoes outside the door overnight if rain is in the forecast. The new trailer does have a full dry bath with a nice shower and sink area, even though the floor plan is smaller. The kitchen layout is a bit odd, with the sink and convection microwave toward the front of the cabin, and the large fridge near the entry door at the rear. There also appears to be an open pantry with no doors, something I'm not sure is the best idea for storing things when traveling. Specs and details on the length, dry weight, and tank sizes have yet to be released. My take is that the new 153 just looks a bit odd. The rear entry door, the kitchen area separated, and the exposed folding mattress at the dinette make this model feel a bit disjointed to me. I think this model feels small, and it's hard to design a small, lightweight towable with a full bath. Something in design or function usually suffers. Concurrently, the company has suspended production on all narrow-body 6.5-foot models, including the entry-level RPOD 171. Other narrow-body models, the RPOD 180, 189, and 190, all show temporarily unavailable on the RPOD floor plan page. So currently, there are no RPODs with wet baths or one-piece fiberglass roofs being built. My take is that until we see the specs on the new RPOD 153, there are no published RPOD specs 
with trailers less than 22 feet or under 3,300 pounds, effectively eliminating options for mid-size SUVs. What is unclear is if these models, which show temporarily unavailable, will suffer the fate of the RPOD 179 and simply be dropped, or if they are on hold given labor and part shortages. The latter is more likely given other published materials. At almost the same time, Winnebago has introduced a new narrow body line, the Hike 100, primarily geared toward the adventurous camper. There are five floor plans, all of which are a short 15 feet 9 inches in length and weigh in at 2,700 pounds unloaded. Some things in common to all Hike 100 models are dry weights under 3,000 pounds, so SUV towable, a narrow 7 foot body, Asdale walls, a walk on roof, 16 inch off road tires with axle lift, Goodyear endurance tires, a full 2 inch receiver for bike racks or accessories, an exoskeleton framework that accepts Thule accessories for kayaks, canoes, paddle boards, etc., a 190 watt solar panel, awning on three sides that provides up to 200 square feet of outdoor living space, a 31 gallon freshwater tank, a 25 gallon gray tank, 12 volt pad heaters for the enclosed holding tanks, a portable induction cooktop, and a 1.1 cubic foot high point convection microwave. There's also a compressor fridge, a wet bath with full shower that can serve as a gear drying area. These units also come standard with cassette toilets with 4.75 gallon capacities. Some model specific features include a Murphy bed and sofa on the H1316MB model, U-Dinette loft bed and outside kitchen on the H1316DB model, folding bench seats, drop bed, and dual rear doors on the H1316SB model, an east-west queen bed, loft bed, and outside kitchen on the H1316FB model, and twin bunks, folding bench seat, and rear bike door on the H1316TB model. My take is that the new Hike 100 is a rugged trailer that may be worth looking at, especially if you like the idea of adventure camping. The solar package, heated tanks, lightweight, versatile exoskeleton, wet bath, and compressor fridge all seem to be excellent amenities. Given the small 4.75 gallon cassette toilet, there's no black tank on this unit, so this wouldn't be a trailer for parking long term in one spot unless there were facilities to regularly dump the toilet. Given the 25 gallon gray tank, you would still occasionally need to locate a public dump station. What is not apparent is the type of materials used in the floors. Overall, this new model from Winnebago seems worth considering if you're looking for a smaller, lighter base camp trailer for exploring and adventuring. In a recent newscast, we expounded upon the criticism from dealers over RV quality of late. However, not all brands or models within a brand are equal in this regard. RVnews.com is reporting the results of the RV Dealers Association, or the RVDA, 2021 Quality Circle Awards. 21 RV brand models were awarded from dealer survey results, quote, for achieving the highest scores in the association's 27th annual Dealer Satisfaction Index, or DSI, survey. The 21 brands manufacturers received at least 15 dealer responses and scored 4.25 or above 
on a five-point scale in overall dealer satisfaction in the association survey, which was conducted June through September, unquote. The RVDA asked dealers to express confidentially satisfaction on four issues, reliability and quality, parts, warranty, and sales. RVDA received responses from 520 dealerships in the U.S. and Canada that included 2,672 brand ratings, an average of more than five per dealer. The towable brands that were repeat winners were Airstream, Cruiser RV for the Shadow Cruiser, MPG, Radiance, Embrace, and Striker models, East to West for the Alta and Delaterra models, Forest River for the Flagstaff and Shamrock models, and Grand Design for the Imagine, Momentum, Reflection, Solitude, and Transcend models. Towable brands that were not repeats to the award from the prior year were Alliance RV for the Paradigm and Valor models, Crossroads RV for the Zinger and Volante models, Gulfstream Coach for the Innsbruck, Amerilite, Conquest, and Kingsport models, Heartland RV for the Milestone, Elk Ridge, and Big Country models, Highland Ridge RV, Intech RV for the Flyer, Luna, Soul, and Terra models, Keystone RV for the Alpine, Avalanche, Cougar, Montana, High Country, Raptor, and Carbon models, KZ RV for the Durango, Durango Gold, Venom, V-Series, Sportsman, Sportsman Sportster, and Sportsman Classic models, Lance Camper for their Truck Camper models, Venture RV for the Sport Trek, Sonic, and Status models, and Winnebago. Quote, there were also four motorized manufacturers repeated from 2020, Airstream, Leisure Travel Vans, Triple E, Newmar, and Tiffin. Other 2021 motorized winners are Gulfstream Coach, Pleasure Way, Renegade RV, and Winnebago. Airstream and Winnebago are the lone manufacturers to claim Quality Circle Awards in towable and motorized categories, unquote. My take is that 2021 is not the best year to buy a high-quality RV in general, but there are brands that still produce quality products. The problem is supply shortages that will delay production. This means delays in delivery and higher prices, fewer discounts for new RVs. The above Quality Circle Awards survey isn't extensive or a conclusive tool to use when looking for an RV, but it is a data point to consider. It is one piece of information when searching for better quality. Unfortunately, no matter the brand, most RVs share similar components and appliances, so there is no guarantee that a high-priced RV won't have parts shared with a lower-cost RV included in its build. AAA is reporting that gas prices have hit their highest level since October of 2014 with a national average for a gallon of unleaded gas costing $3.28.8 on October 13 of 2021. This is up from $3.17.6 a month ago and up from $2.18.1 a year ago. If we hold these prices constant and you plan to traverse south this winter, plan to spend more. Given your tow vehicle gets 10 miles per gallon while towing, and your trip is a thousand miles one way with another thousand miles between sites while away or 3,000 miles round trip. Last year's total cost of $654.30 will now cost $986.40 or an increase of $332.10 or a whopping 50.8%. 
According to AAA's Andrew Gross, the main reason for the price increase at the pump is the cost of crude oil. Quote, the key driver for this recent rise in the price of gas is crude oil, which typically accounts for between 50 and 60% of the price at the pump. And last week's decision by OPEC and its oil producing allies to not increase production further only exacerbated the upward momentum for crude oil prices, unquote. My take is that we will all be paying more for traveling by RV for the foreseeable future if crude oil prices remain high. I'm not as sure if this will curtail people from using their RVs or canceling winter or early spring trips. I don't think gas prices affect the use of RVs all that much for those already invested, at least not at the $3 to $4 a gallon level. Hopefully this news and analysis has shed some light on what is currently going on in the RV market and with travel trends in general. Okay, that'll do it for today's episode. Remember, you can find more great information on living life remotely on JohnMarucci.com. As always, we appreciate your support of this show and the channel by starting your shopping from our Amazon storefront. Just go to JohnMarucci.com and click the Amazon store link. Thanks for listening. Stay safe. This is John Marucci, and so long for now.